Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hey everyone, it's Chatting with Nat. Yes, it's Natalie Jean, it's Natalie Jean. And today we have Jamie Jacobsbeck from the band Crooked Forest. Taking influence from rock outfits like Blink-182, Jimmy Eat World, and Treble Charger, Crooked Forest is the independent project of multi-instrumentalist and music producer Jamie Jacobsbeck from Woodbridge, Ontario. Self-produced and home-recorded, it's melodic, it's aggressive, and unapologetically honest. As it tackles issues of society at large with snappy quips and crunchy guitars in a no-holds-barred DIY fashion. Let's give her a round of applause. Hi, Jamie. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you doing? I'm still rocking it. I'm still here uh, surviving. Um, I just celebrated a birthday two days ago. So Happy belated birthday. Thank you. I'm a year older. Uh, I think a little wiser. Uh, still trying to make sense of this whole pandemic thing, but I'm here. Um, and how have you been? Uh, I've been pretty pretty well overall. Uh, same as you, I guess. Still trying to make sense of uh, <laughs> life in general, I guess, and uh, trying to just keep moving forward here. Yeah, that's that's all we can do. That's all we can do. So you've been on the show before. So what's been going on since we last spoke? Um, I think since we last spoke, um, I released a bunch of new music. I released a new EP called Yesem Shrivam Lajam. Um, I've been promoting that a little bit. And uh, honestly, though, the last like couple weeks in particular, I've just really been feeling like uh, like it was finally time to do a bit more winding down and trying to mm-hmm. uh, chill out a little bit. Um, and just uh, just feeling like generally tired kind of like every right. day a little bit. So I've been trying to just like force myself to relax, <laughs> which... Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in itself seems to be a challenge, but, but we're working on it. And, uh, yeah, we're just trying to recharge a little bit and, uh, and take it easy. Yeah, no, it's definitely important to slow down, wind down, take a vacation, take a break. Even if you can't afford like a huge vacation, you take, do a staycation or you go somewhere for a day. Um, I think that's very important. Like this past week <clears throat> for my birthday, I went to Mexico, Los Cabos for a week and which I really needed. Oh my God. Nice. Because it's, this year has been so cray cray. Uh, the past couple of years have been so cray cray that, and I went with a couple of friends, so it was good to wind down and not really think about m- music and stuff like that. I did do some TikToks because that's just the thing. But <laughs> did wind down. I drank some things, ate some food, and just relaxed and really didn't care about a lot of things. So yeah, I completely understand the aspect of winding down. Now tell us more about. Your new new EP. What is it? Is it themed based? What is the, what are the songs about? Yeah. Um, so yes, I'm Shivam Lajam was a it's a five track EP um, that I recorded at home, mostly here in my in the house I live in now, but a little bit when I was living in Barrie earlier this year. Uh, but yeah, all home recorded. It's very very bare bones. It's just acoustic guitar and vocal. 
Um, mm. It's a, uh, it was, is an important record for me. It wasn't one that I set out to do necessarily when it first started uh, kind of piecing it together. It was kind of one song, uh, a song called quicksand kicked it all off for me. And it was like, I need to, I need to finish this whole summarize this whole idea when I needed to do four other songs to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I released that at just at the end of October, October 29th. And uh, it's a very important song, a uh, very important record for me because it's very, uh, it's a whole different style of songwriting than any of the stuff I've released as Crooked Forest so far. Um, okay. Instead of being very like aggressive in your face and kind of like immature, which some of my Crooked Forest stuff is, um, it's it's more uh, metaphorical. It's more a bit more ambient and 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 yeah, very stripped down. So it's more about the stories itself, um, which are really a culmination of things I've been going through in my life for much mm-hmm. of my life. But it's a, it's a lot of focus on the last ten years specifically and getting back to where I'm at now and bringing my kind of my old self up to speed with my new self, if you will. And so, you, would you say that this uh, <clears throat> album has a lot of authenticity to it? It's a, it's really about you and your your whole process in life. I think so. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's kind of funny because uh, lyrically, it's it's probably the most vague record I've written so far. Um, but it's because uh, the subject matter is much more deeply personal to me, and. Uh, it's one of those things like sometimes like I'm sure it's happened to you you're singing certain songs and it's like they're, you're so emotional about it that saying certain words in the song or certain certain specific things are it's almost too much it's like you can't just keep keep putting yourself in that place so to make it a bit more metaphorical made it easier for me to for me to personally get the feelings out to talk about things because I'm talking about things like suicide I'm talking about things like sexual mm-hmm. assault I'm talking about uh grieving loss and and uh they're all things that are very important to talk about, but are often very difficult to to get into, and then they're hard to dig yourself back out of once you're there. So, um, yeah. so that's yeah. So it's uh, it's definitely it's definitely very personal, and I would say it's probably me at my um, it's 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 definitely more of my authentic self in that it's it's also a part of my my songwriting and and uh, lyric style that I I don't often share with people. Um, yeah. it, it would have been stuff that's a bit more poetic that I might have been too embarrassed to to, to release in, in the past. Um, what I like about it is that, you know, I was talking to somebody about social impact, like message songs, because that's basically, <clears throat> that's what your album is, because when you write about stuff that's really relatable to the world, um, you know, people can listen to it and say, oh my God, I've been through that too, is that the music world has yet to understand where to put that kind of music because you know I've submitted myself to many different places and I think when people listen to your music when you've submitted they're only thinking of okay is this chart worthy um will it go on billboard are people going to stream it and the thing is sometimes songs are just written so that people can know that other people are going through the same thing you're being an effective player as an artist. It's about helping other people. It's not about healing the world. It's about letting people know, yeah, I've been through this. This is what, and, and then my writing about it, and I hope it helps somebody too. And it just baffles my mind how people don't understand social impact message songs. They're always looking for that big finale. Obviously, as independent artists, we want to make money. Yeah, it'd be nice to charge, but sometimes it's all about the listeners. 
and what we can do for them. Do you agree? Absolutely, yeah. I think it's uh, it's one of those kind of things that you uh, – and I wouldn't say I worry about it personally, but I could definitely see myself like falling in and out of that conversation as I'm writing and just determining what should be released next. It's uh, That's why I try to put more focus on, okay, what do I think is actually most important to say right now, not – what is the coolest, hippest dance track I can put together uh, for, you know, Z103 here in, in Toronto? Um, like, like, there's a place for those songs, but yeah, I definitely feel like there's a, there's so many people in the world, of course, when they go to listen to music, they're just there to be like, I'm just here to forget about my own life. I don't really want to think about anything. I just want to dance, which is great. Um, but I definitely think we need, uh, I would love to see a resurgence of, of people putting uh songs out that have more more of a, a a deeper purpose i guess i don't really know how to describe what i'm saying but um that are more than about just dancing like like justin, justin bieber has a song called yummy out that was just nominated for a bunch of grammys and it's like justin bieber's a great artist um and i mean i'm not going to say anything about that song in particular but i mean there's a lot of more interesting songs that he's written than that one uh so it's it's kind of surprising to me when that happens um i'll, I'll put it out there I think the song has a great beat, but it's stupid. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I don't think just lyrically, I think it's it's pretty boring. Like, isn't it? Like, I don't even know what the point is. <laughs> I, hate, I hate the video. I think the video sucks. I think the video, and that's just my opinion. I just want to put it out there. Um, because it's just him sitting at the table, and basically he's singing about how he likes something, somebody a lot, I guess, uh, Haley or whatever. And it's that he's a yummy, yummy. I think I think that you know people. Are, I don't know. I mean, you just you're exactly right. Are people just writing anything just so that they can get a hit? I mean, I I think that's truly sad. And yet he also has songs that are very touching and very emotional and stuff like that that dig deep into his soul. But that yummy stuff, mm-mm, that's no, yeah. no, that was poo poo. It's caca. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't quite get it personally, but yeah. <laughs> me too. So I'm gonna play your song, um, Driveway. Tell us what that's about. Yeah, right. Yeah, so Driveway, uh, Driveway is probably the, uh, arguably the most important song to me off of uh, Yes, I'm Shrivam Lajam. Driveway is about the suicide of my friend Robert, uh, who committed suicide just over ten years ago now. And I wrote, um, I wrote that song on the tenth anniversary of of his passing, and so that's what the lyrics are all talking about. It's me revisiting exactly what it felt like to, to first get the phone call to hear about what happened from a, our mutual friends. And, and it's something I've very, I've held really closely to myself uh, ever since it happened. And something I think about obviously not just once a year, but right re- like regularly through the year. Um, because the, the one thing that with about that with, with Robert was uh, none of us saw it coming. No one would have said that he was suicidal in any way, shape or form, or that he had any sort of problem. Really. We thought he was, uh, one of the smartest of the bunch, and he was doing great, and you never had to worry about him. And I think it's a, it's an important song for me to highlight for exactly that reason. You just, you just don't know what people are going through, and it's important to check right. in on people. Amen to that. All right, let's play it.
Um, that was great. Very emotional, touching song, and, and the lyrics are very, very true. You know, we yeah. just don't, we never know what somebody's going through. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, yeah, it's it's still something that I think about very often, and uh, I think anybody, if there's anybody that is, is ha- having those sorts of thoughts, those uh, su- suicidal idea- ideation thoughts, they need to know that you are loved and thought of long after you're, you're gone, and if, more and more every day. Exactly, exactly. Um, so you're right. People should check on people from time to time to see how they're doing. Um, because you just don't know what they're thinking, what they're going through. I always check in on people that I haven't heard from in a while just to see. Sometimes they're like, oh, I just got off of Facebook just for a little bit. You know, uh, I, I needed a breather. I said, okay, you know, you let me if you let me know if you need anything. But you know, in the world today, I think you know, some people have lost their minds. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, man. I mean, there's more cray-cray out there now than ever. Yeah, and it's uh, it's funny. Yeah, there absolutely is. And then, it's, again, it's one of those things that I laugh about because it's like we, we are the most connected we've ever been as a as a, like the human species. And yet I feel uh, many people are becoming more and more disconnected every day. You're right about that. That's 100% right. I mean, if you turn on the news, you... You see people helping people, and then there's people stabbing, killing, shooting, running people over. Um, yeah. And it's like, what's going on? It's like, what's going on? It's like, it's it's an old, it's its own apocalypse, basically. It's just. And, and I, I wonder too, like it's a, I, I question the media a lot with this stuff because it's like, is this stuff happening at a at an alarm at a much greater rate, and that's why we're hearing about it so much, or are they just pushing these stories on us more and more to sensationalize them? Like, what is? I get very like. Uh, it's it's just crazy to think about that it's it seems so there's so much more uh, negative things going on all the time as opposed to positive and it's it's just nuts. That's very true. I mean, when I look at things, I um, I mean, there is a sensationalism thing, but the things are going on in the world. Um, and it's just like I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that you know people were locked up for a year and they're venting out their anger and, you know, uh, husbands and wives that weren't, you know, together that long, but they had to be in close, you know, quarters for them. They got, some of them went cuckoo. Um, yeah. Totally. I still love this is too much kind of deal. Um, you know, it is a good question. Was this stuff always happening? But I do believe that because of the pandemic, a lot of things just escalated. Yeah, no, I think so too, for sure. People had to look at their own selves in the face and family members they probably hardly even knew because they weren't spending that much time with them. Um, just brought out a lot of different things. Uh, totally, yeah. And then uh, just like tons of people like losing their jobs, losing their you know health insurance, losing all sorts of these. These are big deal things, and I think that has a, a really big impact. Exactly. Um, so, how do you plan on marketing and promoting your EP? Because that's the biggest thing. For us indies out there, we have to do everything ourselves and try to get it out there just so people can know that it's out there. Yeah, honestly, I find uh, promotion and marketing has got to be one of the one of the parts that I like the least about doing all of this. Like, I don't mind taking on so much, but it's one of those things that is a little grating. It's like once you finish the record, you're like, I've already put in so much of myself to this, you know. But it's uh, it's like you, it's like you're just getting started all over again. Um, so I. 
I don't know. I'm kind of trying different things. Like I'm, I'm embracing the TikTok world a little bit, but in, in my own little weird way. Uh, <laughs> and I'm just trying to talk about it more, I guess, and just trying to get people to like, I'm literally at the point where I just want to keep walking up to people like in the street and be like, can you please listen to this record? Because uh, uh, I don't, I don't really know the best way to do it. It seems like the, there's, there's so much, again, there's so much content out there. It's very hard to push your stuff in there and be like, what, but what about me? Listen to this one. Um, yeah. um. Well, one of the major things and I always tell people is it's weird. Every year something changes about how, what you should push your, how you should push and what you should push your, your music on. So one of the biggest deals is to get your music on a Spotify playlist. And so there are different companies that you can use to do that that are pretty legit. Some say they'll give you your money back if they don't, you don't see anything. Um, and then obviously you could send your music to the editorial people at Spotify. But getting on a playlist is huge because that's that's way you'll get um, more streams. SoundCloud has a promo service. I just recently tried it. I've been trying it for years, but they wouldn't accept my credit card. It would, it would always say something. I try to contact SoundCloud. They don't respond. And I guess they <laughs> yeah they don't they never responded for for a couple of years now I've been trying to do it recently I you're like I'm trying to give you money why aren't you helping right? me what is going on right? <laughs> so finally this year I said let me try it again and then accepted it but this time I think you can do it through PayPal oh no your credit card the credit card you use has to accept international something so that's why it went through ah. um so there's that um and it's not too expensive to do that um. Obviously, there's posting on your social media sites and hashtagging to death. Um, oh. And then there's the TikTok. Yeah, I know. I, I've gotten into it like cray-cray. Uh, <laughs> ugh. You know, it, it, TikTok is very interesting to me because you can be funny, you can be serious, you can do whatever you want on it. But you really have to really think about the ideas and how you're going to push it. That it'll get people to watch it, share it, whatever. Um, and it, sometimes it's about algorithms. I don't even pay attention to that. Message. I know. I can't even think, like, I can't even think about algorithms when I do anything. I'm like, that's way too, like, scientific or something for my, for me. Like, just, I'm going to forget about it. I'll just, I'll just throw something out there. And if it sticks, it sticks. And that's how I, I go about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you have to post this time, that time, not this time. This, oh, I can't. I'm just going to post it. Now, I personally personally release seven singles back to back. Never do that. Let me just give you some advice. Um, somebody asked me, why don't you just do an album? Because they all just don't go. When I do an album, it's theme based, and these everything's different here. Um, never do it. Because you have to think <laughs> several different things to do for um, your each song. Like I did lyric book videos for them. One of the biggest things now is lyric videos, and um, people do that mostly because. They can't afford to do a regular video because those things can be expensive. However, yeah, I did I did that a bit last year too, for sure. Yeah. However, if you have like an Apple, an iPhone or a equivalent type of phone, you can actually create your own videos on your phone. Selena Gomez did that when I think the iPhone 11 came out. She did one video on off, and it was basically off of her iPhone. Yeah, so, I do. Uh, I do lots of videos off my iPhone as well. I think I actually I really recommend it because there's so many free apps you can use to make really uh, professional looking uh, content. And like I did a video for Driveway as well, and I just I just used uh, stock video footage, and I was like so pleased with the way this thing turned out. Like 
and it didn't take that long to do. I threw it together like within a couple hours on iMovie, which again kind of came with my computer, so it wasn't any added uh, and any money or anything. But it, it turns out it looks really professional. <laughs> like so, yeah. like I, I like it. Like I, I enjoy watching it, and like oftentimes I don't enjoy watching back stuff I've done. <laughs> iMovie is great. It's fantastic because you can do. Um, so many different things on there, those basic stuff, and it still will come out. Yeah, I mean, you could do a lyric video. Do that. Yeah. Um, and I also use uh, Fiverr because I use some of the same people on Fiverr for uh, my videos, and I use this one person for getting. The other thing is to get reviews about your music, and um, that's that's also helpful. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't done uh, like dove too much into the music review side of uh, promoting any of my stuff yet. So that's something I've been looking a bit more into. Uh, but yeah, I think you're, you're right. Definitely like pushing. I like pushing little videos and stuff, especially if you can do them yourself and make a, your a new, like unique spin on them. And, uh, and yeah, all the Spotify placements. I've been, on, I've been on those too quite a bit. And just anytime anybody posts about, Oh, I'm putting together a playlist. I'm like, can you please like listen to this one and put it on there? <laughs> like just, I don't, I don't even care. I'm like, just put it on there. <laughs> Exactly. So, yeah, just all those little things, they all help. But the thing is, you have to, I went on vacation, but you, you have to post something a little bit every day. So what I was doing, I would post about one song one day, another on the other day, another on the other day, just to have something out there that's relevant. I still have to go back and do that. I also use um, AMPE. It does, and, and they're based out of Canada. Um they're having a promotion right now, which is like it's usually you have to pay two fifty. That's one hundred twenty-five dollars, and they'll put you on a blast. It could be any song um, or album uh, before December twenty twenty. Um, but they also do the you know if you have a current song, you have to select the genre that your your song, your album, or song is in, and they'll send it out to. Uh, they have an e blast of over two thousand people, and that's how you can try to get your music on radio. There's also cool. music, yeah, there's music submit. Um, they have um, a lot of radio stations on their list. They're a lot cheaper. I think it's $25, $40 a month, and they'll continue to send out your, your music to these different places. So, yeah, so there's a lot of different things that you have to do. It's the, the bottom line is just it's just a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It is. It's a ton. It's like it's one of those things. Like that's why I think it's it gets so exhausting and kind of gets lost in in the scheme of things for me sometimes. Right. So it's just like just thinking about it and thinking about putting together these little releases for each one. And everyone has like their own specific requirements. So you're right. it feels like you're you're setting up a new page for each person exactly. almost. It's like it's like how many pages do I need here? Like I have a website. Can't you guys just like pull pull from here? You know? <laughs> you're right. My mind. I always tell them that. Um, I'm going to play your song. Wasted Time. Tell us what that's about. Yeah, Wasted Time is kind of a a, a silly song almost because I was kind of writing it about um, uh, the whole process of exactly what, what I've been doing over the last uh, year and a half with Crooked Forest and all the songs I was releasing. And like I said, like I kind of did what you did. I put out like a single every few days uh, for a stretch of time last year with lyric <laughs> videos and stuff. And it was like, I was like, I'm doing all this stuff, trying to push forward, push forward to have fun with this music thing and to get these these stories out. Uh, but it's like, man, sometimes it just all feels like you're just wasting time. You're just you're just piddling away, and it's like, what what are we really doing all this for? And that's kind of what wasted time is about. All right, well, let's play. <laughs> 
Thank you. Now, would you consider your music punk rock or rock? Would you consider it? Uh, I kind of just throw it under blanket rock statement right now, uh, just because it seems to kind of push and pull between between the genres. Um, but I think when it comes down to it, most of my stuff is just it's more rock based than I would say. It's 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 rock with a punk attitude. I like that. Um, I think that's awesome. Awesome sauces. Um, and how do you how do you think uh, people perceive women in in that industry? Um, I think honestly, in my experience, and it's really sad to say, but a lot of the times, I I find a a lot of people don't like to see women in this space. They they don't get it. They don't think that it makes sense. They don't think the voice uh, fits the the genre, and. Yeah. And if you if you stray too far from the type of lyrics that they're used to hearing, then suddenly uh, you're an imposter. Um, so I I struggle a lot with that, uh, but I think there's there's definitely been a, a big gaping hole for women in the rock scene in general, and I really love to see more women uh, emerge in it and and be better received and uh, and given a bit more opportunity and a bit more space in the scene because. It's a. Uh, it doesn't make any sense to me. It still seems like there's a massive disparity between women and men in rock music, and I just don't get it personally. Right. No, I don't. It's, uh, you think music is music, and people would just embrace one another. But there's, I guess, you know what I find is just that um, there's gotta always be some kind of controversy. Like the world could not be could not be a normal state if there wasn't something to fight for. <laughs> for sure, for sure. I mean, because that's all you see. You would think music is a space where you know it's like a um, it's like our superpower, and we're all doing great things with music. But there's always some kind of fight. Either you know, with country music now, more black people are trying to get into it. No, they can't do that. Um, women are producers and engineers. No, they can't do that. Um, so there's always something that people want to argue about, rather than just say, "Dude, this is just music." I mean, yeah. the platform is so big; it's it's large enough for all of us. So why is anybody? Why are you doing that? I don't. Yeah, I don't even understand why they have such hesitation and reservation about it because uh, it it just doesn't make any sense. And it's funny because I've had some experience in the past, like in recording professional recording studios, where like I had somebody approach me about a job once. He's like, "Well, uh, the reason we're looking, we're we were interested in bringing you in specifically, is because we're working with a an all girl pop." R&B group and they are interested in having a woman engineer on the session it had nothing to do with the men on the session wanting a woman in the studio right. it had to do with the artists themselves and uh, it was it was such an odd conversation to me I, ultimately I ended up uh, declining entirely and I said no thank you um, for my own reasons but uh, it was the weirdest conversation for me to be to be having with, with engineers and I was like oh, I just I don't know. Uh, it's, I've experienced that a lot on both ends, in the studio and on stage, and even just working with bands in general, managing bands. It's like you walk in with a band, a, a group of guys, and uh, yeah. the people at, the, at a venue staff are, look at you and you're like, oh, you must just be the help or you must be the merch nice. girl. And it's like, I'm not the merch girl. Thank you very much. I produce and manage the bands. And like, you should talk to me like the same way you're talking to the bands. Um, and I, I'm just really sick of that attitude like, across the board. And uh, it's, so it's something I, I'm actively working to, to call people out on uh, because it's, it's so obvious when it happens to me now. It wasn't obvious when I was 
you know, 17, 18, just getting into studios, but uh, it's very apparent to me now. I mean, it's, it's the whole thing is just sad. It's just like, it's like, you know, the, the way that people view women, it's just, it's just disgusting. It's just, um, like we can't even do anything. All our, our, the best job that we can do is bear children and clean. And then oh, it, man. Oh, I have a story for you. I had somebody say this to me, uh, another job-related thing in the studio. Okay. I had uh, somebody there – so there's a recording studio in here in Toronto called Phase One, and uh, a friend of mine, you know, put an introduction together for me. He knew the uh, the head engineer at the time there, and he's like, oh, I'll go over there and meet, meet the engineer and meet the team there in case there's any work for you, because I was kind of jumping around from a lot of different professional recording studios in Toronto at the time, mm-hmm. and – uh, and it was great. So when I, I did the tour with the head engineer, he was a nice guy. Um, and then he's like, hey, uh, our studio owner, Barry, is here. And, uh, you know, maybe if, if he has a quick minute, he can meet you as well. And I was like, great. That's, why, why not? Um, and this guy, Barry, brings me in to speak with him. Doesn't shake my hand or anything. It just kind of gives me a cold demeanor right from the get-go, as if he actually didn't want to meet me at all. So I wasn't sure why we were doing this. And right. Within minutes of me sitting down in front of him, he basically said to me, well, if you're here about a job, you know, I haven't got anything for you. He's like, usually if, if we hire women, they're, they're only to do uh, cler- clerical work, uh, managing appointments and stuff of that nature. And, you know, I, I never, there's not going to be a female engineer here because in a couple of years, you're going to want to have children and I need someone committed to the studio. And I was like, whoa, buddy. I, first of all, didn't even come here looking for a job. I just came because somebody wanted to introduce me to the engineer here. And it's like, where did this even come from? But also, I will never work here. Absolutely not. And I will always tell everybody not to work here because of what you just said to me. That is just, oh, well, good response because I would have, oh my God, I would have cursed him out. Um, it's just like, what? And it really years, blew my some- mind. The assumption that you want to have children is just ridiculous. Um, and I was like, I was like 21 years old at the time. I was like, buddy, it's like, why are you making decisions about what I'm doing with my body when I'm 21 years old? And like, it just made no sense. I was like, it was really just like really quite gross to me. That's just stupid. Okay, so we're going to play your song Camp. What is that about? Oh, man. Camp is a sort of a really silly, funny song. Um I wrote it just because I was watching a podcast with Jim Adkins uh, last year, and he was interviewing Steve Aoki on it. And they were talking about video games uh, for a brief minute. Um, and for some reason, that just that one little snippet of their conversation, in, I was like, I gotta write, I gotta write something. I had this lyric idea immediately about, mm-hmm. which is like video game related, because I grew up playing video games. And uh, and it spawned Camp, but Camp is now one of my favorite songs because it's kind of like a pop punk track, but it's very so it's a little like Blink-182 esque, but uh, lyrically it, it kind of jumps around, referencing a lot of my favorite things, like a TV show called Whose Lines It Anyways, uh, right off the gate there. And uh, it's all just about playing games with people and, and not understanding if you're on the same page with somebody else. Ah, all right, Come on, gotta pull it all together Felt caught 
chatting with Nat. It's always my pleasure to have you on the show because you are so insightful and awe-inspiring. Thanks so much for having me again. Appreciate it. Um, until next time, we definitely will do another um, IG Live. I'd like to do that again, too, um, one of these days soon. Um, yeah. All right, everybody. This was Chatting with Nat with Jamie Jacobsack from the band Crooked Forest. You can find her at www.crookedforest.ca. She's on Spotify, Bandcamp, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. It's all over the place. So you know what you can do? You can actually just Google her. 
Until next time, on with Matt. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.